you have your fear, which might become reality. And you have Godzilla, which is reality. This uh, full house we have. Uh, listen, mom and dad are here, Jake. Mom and dad are here. I'm talking about Michelle Tanner. Exactly. Uh, Light, hey, dude. Welcome back to uh, YHS on Monster Island. Uh, I'm Jacob Walsh. Uh, with me, Jakey. Thank you, sir. And, and okay. hey, you're hey, you're not you're not just Jacob Walsh though. You're not. Ooh, here you're comes. not just uh, no 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 no. This, this is how we roll in YHS on Monster Island. You're yeah. the Sultan of Safubi. You're the Chairman of Chugokin. You're the Royal Ruler of Resin. You're the only man I know badass enough to have a collection made exclusively of space titanium. You're a trend master, a popey pastor, a daikaiju <laughs> diecaster, soft vinyl never plaster, and everyone's favorite podcaster. Mr. Jacob Walsh. Yeah. Put that on a plaque. Dude, (laughs) I I, want to make that into a soundbite. I'm going to put that as anybody calls me, I have to listen to that before I'll answer the phone. Um, My titles, please. Yeah, don't respond unless they do the whole thing. Thank you. I I will never get old of that. Hey, also joining us tonight, (laughs) Craig Goldberg and Abigail Gardner. Yes. What's up, guys? Hey. Yes. Yeah. I've come to check on. We the, rudely interrupted. This is I like have, when the this is like when the king goes to the the small towns that he rules over and <laughs> just to see how the sniffs. Maybe, see what maybe the peasants are up to. <laughs> maybe not the king, but definitely the unofficial mayor of Hateville, Georgia, and the shogunist of the Shoba Jean, Miss oh, Whoa, <laughs> that's so cool! I'm taking that. By the way, it's if I really like magic when he does that it's pretty it's damn like cool magic i okay. think i could probably run for mayor here and possibly win so we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah. yeah you would have the toy collector that would be my my platform folks we need a toy store in this town yeah <laughs> and some more cats so jake <laughs> jay and jake i gotta ask you why am i here it's Why not part of my know? plan. <laughs> I just did the other one. <laughs> the other one. Um, well, listen, I figured, you know, uh, on this show, we kind of just, whatever we want to talk about, we just decided that tonight we're going to do toys, you know? And I figured yeah. toy, Godzilla toys is, it's kind of all over the place. There's a really big, a wide range of things, of collections, where you could start, where you could go with it. And, you know, I just figured like, you know, Craig, you created Toy Anxiety. You're you're the biggest toy collector that I personally know. So, like, you're the even biggest though, toy collector I personally know. Oh, thank you, um, Jay. You're you're pretty big too, and She's pretty um, big too. Uh, and, you know, even though even though Abby, you count your Abby's here. I matter. <laughs> All we're definitely Abby's the bro. junior varsity, yeah. Abby. Apparently, Dude, we're, yes. we're, we're the B team. Black Series junior. By the way, Jay, um, Jay, you're you're displays though put like you have the yeah. curation skills yeah i mean and look at toy that. Hunting. We'll, we'll talk about it later 
It's even getting more cura- curated. So we'll okay. talk about yeah. it later. But yeah, it's, uh, okay. it's escalating. Tell you, that. you know, I just I just figured even though you guys aren't like big into you know kaiju or Godzilla kind of just learning about some things and uh, uh, and you toys to to have insight to this conversation. I think sure, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm happy so, to. I mean, so I'm, we're going to talk. I'm new to the world of kaiju and Godzilla collecting, but mm-hmm. it's yeah beyond fascinating, and I'm excited to be here. Well, hey, yeah. I do. Jake, if you don't mind, yeah. before we get into toys, um, we're recording this on April 29th. And for those that don't know, this marks on this day in 1964, the I think maybe the greatest Godzilla movie of all time was released in Japan. Yeah. And that, of course, yep. was Motora Taigujira, or Mothra versus Godzilla. Yep. Uh, so like, we have to pay homage to the greatness that is uh, that film. One of my favorite, I think the... If you had to define the golden era of uh, of Kaiju and the golden era of Toho... I think it's that film. So we have to, like I yeah. said, pay our respect to the great for sure. Karate yeah, and dude. Fumi and all those guys. Does so that what, mean we have to sing the song in full <laughs> right now? We have to teach everybody the song. You guys yeah. are the musicians. You guys can do it. <laughs> Work on it. Abby, go for it. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right one or not. But no, that's good. You're good. Yeah. Oh, I like thank it. you. I dig it. Uh, thank I, you. I do. Thank you. I do think before we get into toys, uh, we would you know, not be a, a great podcast if we didn't kind of talk about the tiny bit of news that's happened over the last few days where um, even though it's not nothing official, there is some talks uh, for the MonsterVerse to continue. Uh, and they're talking to Adam Wingard to just do the next film. Uh, so how do you guys feel about that? I, I read this. I, do we feel good about him coming back after uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? Is he the right man to continue this franchise? Well, I think, you know, I think he he he's, he definitely did a good job with Godzilla versus Kong, but I did like how they kind of had a different director every time and I think that was a cool thing to start, but if they mm-hmm. if they if they're just jumping into it, he, his movie made the most money, let's let's keep it going immediately, then why not? Jay, what do you think? Well, I, first off, I fully admit I was wrong because if you listen to our Godzilla versus Kong podcast, I'm like, I, you know what, doesn't matter much money to make, they're not continuing this thing. So, you know, I, I yeah. will sit here and eat crow, but um, I'm, you know, honestly, like, I'm not like super excited. I, I think that them going into it, what would leads to uh, well, a lot of us are leading to believe that it's going to be a Kong direction, uh, whether yeah. it's son of Kong or whatever. I, I think it makes sense. I think it'll be solid. It'll be good. It's not something that if they told me they were remaking, you know, destroy all monsters or they were, or they got the rights uh, to, to Gamera or something just totally out of the, out of the blue, but um, yeah, it's logical. And I, I'm, I'll be there on opening day with bells on. Yeah, for sure. What what about you guys? Well, I think it's exciting that um because after King of the Monsters came out, and it really didn't live up to, you know, at least financial expectations mm-hmm. after like people flocked to 2014 and Skull Island as well. So coming into this movie after all the delays, it was kind of like, is this gonna be <laughs> Is this going to be it? Are people going to care? But this was the right movie at the right time. People were ready to go back to the movie theaters. And like, because it was like the Godzilla versus Kong, like that just sells itself. Like people want to go see the two biggest monsters of all time, beat the shit out of each other, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was good. And I enjoyed it. And I am excited to see it going because like, I don't want to offend the Godzilla fans here, but I don't think that Americans know how to make Godzilla movies. I don't, I don't think, think you're going to offend them. I think they, I think that you, there's a nuance and a, 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 uh, 
there's a cultural aspect that that is just missed when it comes to Godzilla. But I think we're really good at making King Kong movies because it's King Kong's the most American movie ever. It's like greedy filmmaker decides to go to some Island and take a native creature away from it to make more money. It's like, what yeah. could be, well, that's the best, the American story right there. So like, I think that uh, Kong is a, an American monster. And I, I say, keep going with the, the, the monster verse with, with Kong. But um, I, I'm after, you know, like I said, I'm new to this. I'm new to this world. I'm new to Godzilla and Kaiju in general, but I loved Shin Godzilla and I'd rather see Toho continue to do what they do and make the more traditional Godzilla movies. I think I've had my fill of American Godzilla for now. I really enjoyed the last, I liked Godzilla vs. Kong. I thought that um, it obviously did more damage, so to speak at the box office and like caused more, um, uh, kerfuffle and ruckus. It was a, it was a, a big movie. I feel like a lot of people that like I work with in my life, just regular people saw it and were talking to me about it, which I think is exciting. And if the audience is there for it, like I have no problem seeing another one come out by the same director. Um, I do agree with you though, when it comes to like Toho should, and probably does the superior movies. Yeah. By I the way, Jake and Jay would agree. What do you guys think? This director, Adam Wingard, he's got some, what they call in Hollywood heat. This guy is attached to, he's doing the face-off sequel. He's yeah. doing the Thundercats animated movie. Like mm. this, this is the new guy. Like he's probably going to be directing, you know, Marvel at some point, I would imagine. Like it's kind of cool to see kind of a, 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 a fresh young face with a lot of heat in Hollywood. I like mm -hmm. it. So good for him. I'm sure he's excited to do it. So for sure. Yeah. And it, you know, talking about those movies, it's weird. I, I, I do think that maybe we'll get, we're not going to get him for a little bit. I think, you know, his contract's over. We talked about that. I don't know if they're going to renegotiate, sign another contract or what, but I think it would be great if they can keep MonsterVerse going just without Godzilla for a little bit. And then sure. that way, mm -hmm. that way, like you said, they can do real Godzilla movies over there. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. No matter what, Jake, and not to interrupt you, yeah. this is going way better than the dark universe. Oh, it's, it's also going, you know, in 2014, whenever... I, I was very, very excited more than I've ever been about anything for the 2014 Godzilla film. And at that time, there is no way that I would have even thought that that was getting a sequel, let alone we're, you know, four movies in possibly going into number five, a TV show, whatever. So, right. Uh, I can't complain about it. But one of the things they're kind of throwing around is Son of Kong. Uh, and what's weird about that is I, I watched Son of Kong for the very first time last week before this news broke. I'd never seen it. And I, I checked it out. And what's funny is, you know, Craig, you said that uh, King Kong's definitely like the most American movie. And it's about how awful we are going and taking Kong out of his home and everything. Son of Kong is all about Carl Denham getting redemption. The whole movie, it's, <laughs> Son of Kong came out nine months after the first King Kong. Carl Denham is back, same actor. And he, he's like, he's trying to avoid going to jail. So he's like, I'm going to live on a boat. And he goes and lives on a boat. And some guy's like, the guy who sold him the map to Skull Island's like, hey, did you find that treasure while you were there? And he was like, treasure? So he goes back to Skull Island, finds the mini Kong. And the entire movie, he's like, just apologizing for killing his father. He, he like has a conversation mm -hmm. with mini Kong. He's like, now I killed your dad. 
I'm sorry about that. And it's like the whole movie he keeps bringing. It's like the whole movie is a redemption story for Carl Denham, which is so I want to see that movie. His dad was a big star on Broadway for a pretty long time, I think. So I killed him. It's on on HBO. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking of. (laughs) Nope, Jake likes Kylo Red Redemption now. now. I'm into it. Jake likes Kylo Red Redemption now. He told me. Abby, it's on HBO, so you can watch oh, it. Oh, is it? Yep. Tight. Thank you. I, think I love I the design. To... I love the design of Son of Kong. Like, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a weird and uh, funky, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird. It's weird. You know, like the uh, Son of Kong is uh, albino, and in uh, in it, oh. but it's very much they you know try to stick to the same kind of formula. They land on the island, and that Kong has to save them from dinosaurs. That's what right. the movie is: so, dinosaurs and uh, a storm. So very cool. Um, oh. Yeah. So, all right. So we got that out of the way. We'll we'll, we'll run it. We'll, but that's we'll exciting. The toy section. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting stuff. I don't. When I say get it out of the way, I don't mean like it's a chore. Got it out of the way. Like I you said, get it out of my face. There was an article today about why the dark universe failed, and it's so funny. Okay. The please hubris. Send please send it to me. The hubris of the dark universe. Is yeah. the headline? Is the headline just that photo of all the actors? Yes. Very which is my favorite. At the, God, it's the best photo ever. I love that. The best. Look how bragging before (laughs) actual. We're going to be way bigger than the MCU. (laughs) Okay, so toys, toy collecting. Listen, when it comes to like Godzilla toys, most of my life it's been, you know, when when I was younger, when I was a kid, I never really expected to see Godzilla. Even I even like understood when I was a kid. God, there's not Godzilla stuff here. It's hard to find. We can't get it unless it's being taped from the sci-fi channel. I'm not going to see it. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, it, it's kind of a unique thing to be a Godzilla collector in the United States. You know, and there are companies now that are, you know, you can go to Walmart now and find that, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case for a long time. And I think because of that, my Godzilla collection is very weird. And it's like, cause it was always just, whatever I could get. Um, you know, most of, I, I own a lot of the Trendmaster stuff because when I was a kid, that shit popped up and I was like, why well, this is it. I got to get it all. So that's always been kind of my collecting. And I did the same thing with Ghostbusters for a long time. If I saw anything, no matter how stupid it was, if it wasn't even a collectible, anything, a tin of candy, anything dumb, I would just buy it. Um, Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just don't, and I, and I, it's only now that I've become a little older and there's all these websites and you can like just pre-order stuff. You know, you find all these websites that sell from Japan and, and uh, you can get X plus whatever you want or whatever. It's only now that I've kind of slowed down on like, you know, I don't buy all those Walmart Bandai Godzilla toys anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is, this is what I was collecting. You know, now I know I can order from Mondo or right. awesome collector or anybody. Yeah. Right. So it's just like a weird, I was going to ask you, Jay, like if your Godzilla collection kind of started the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going back to the, to the mid eighties, like you're right. I mean, it was really the Imperial Godzilla that we, that we saw in stores uh, and yeah. then some really bad knockoffs of, of other monsters and such. And, and that was it. And kind, kind of timed with Godzilla 1985 here. But when I really got collecting, Godzilla stuff, uh, or not, 
uh, you know, I probably had a collection of 30 or 40 things eventually. So not a huge collection, but was in the early nineties. So if you go to Japan and you're 1983, so you're a year before return of Godzilla hits theaters and then uh, Bandai got the license for Godzilla and they released the soft final eight inch, the Godzilla series in 1983, the first one being the 62 Godzilla. And they, and they continued going on and on and on. I actually was able to get my hands on a couple of these at some shops here in Dallas when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. So that actually predated like trend masters and such for me. So I actually have this guy here actually was a gamma figure for those mm. on the audio feed. Sorry, I'm holding up a, a night. This is a 1991 a Showa era Gamera uh, Bandai, not from the Godzilla series, which ran from 83 to 95, but that same vein, that eight inch saw final. And so I started collecting those guys and, and picked up a lot like Gorosaurus here and all these guys. Um, and that really started my journey. But other than Trend Masters, when that came over in what, 93, 94? Yeah. That era, you're right. That was it. And then long gap until now, when I got back into collecting a lot of Godzilla stuff, honestly, I was the same way. Okay, there's Godzilla in Target. There's a Godzilla in Walmart. I'll buy a NECA. I'll buy this and that. And I was still kind of in the nascent phase of going to, to sites like Mandaraki and working with the in Facebook groups to be able to get the other stuff that I wanted. Um, and, and that's, yeah. So I'm the same way now, fast forward. I mean, I'm selling all of that stuff and I'm really focusing on really kind of three compartments. I'm focusing on my hyper-realism and my X plus I'm focusing on uh Safubi and then kind of my miscellaneous, which might be a trend masters. It might be this, that, or the other. So um, I've, I've tried to compartmentalize now and doing the exact same thing you are of getting rid of kind of those things that I can go down to target and, and find because they just don't mean as much to me. Cause I guess the thrill of the hunt and the novelty is worn off. And I look at it, I'm like, would I rather have 10 of these or one amazing X plus or one really cool Marmot or M1 or Bullmark? And the answer is always going to be the X plus, the Marmot, the, the Bullmark. So I'm um, very similar. Yeah, yeah. Your tastes have evolved. I have a question. When, okay. uh, when the Trendmaster stuff started coming out, you say like early nineties, right? 92, 93, 93 94, like I think. Yeah. What, what was it based on? So was this just like a general Godzilla <laughs> license or well, were they, like that's kind of interesting to me. So, so it's based on the Hasey series. Series. So there's like you know Godzilla runs in like series of films. So when you got the original films, there were what 12, 14 movies. Fifteen. The original, 15. 15, yeah. So there's fifteen. There was a there was a gap, and then in eighty four, uh, Godzilla we call it Godzilla 1985 that came out and that started the second series, which is like Godzilla versus Biollante, uh, the Godzilla versus King Ghidorah that we watched together. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a section of movies there and those were happening in the you know early eighties, nineties. So the toys were based on that. And when I first, when I went into Kmart and saw those toys for the first time, I didn't know who half of the monsters were because those movies weren't over here yet. You know, mm-hmm. and unless so like I, you know, I was a kid, and the only way I was seeing the movies at that at the time were like when they aired on Sci-Fi Channel. So like, I bet you were stressed, Jake. <laughs> I was stressed, and I remember being annoyed because, um, you know, one of the figures is Mechagodzilla, and he's based off of the Mechagodzilla from the nineties. And I remember being like, what the fuck is this? I remember being like, this doesn't look anything like Mechagodzilla. Because yeah. I you you walk know, my to the head, front register at Kmart and you're just like, wrong, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, this is wrong. You know, the, the production 74 is the only Mechagodzilla in my head. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know what this is. And then I remember 
you know, uh, having a comic book that had uh, an ad for Godzilla Wars, which was a Trend Masters line. And in it, it was a picture of Godzilla and Space Godzilla. And that was the first time that I had ever seen Space Godzilla. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? And when I saw him in the store, I was just like, holy, you know, like Space Godzilla, so, Mogera, like all those creatures. I was like, this is my first time seeing any of these through a toy line. So, so I, Trend Masters gets the, the, the license from Toho to do American Godzilla toys for the first, first time or first time in a long time. Yeah. What, but then they hold on to the license, right? Cause when the animated series and Godzilla 98 comes out, that's all trend masters too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So anytime you ref- have been referring to trend masters, the last seven years of our friendship, I've always just assumed you're talking about stuff that came out in the late nineties, but I didn't realize oh, yeah, there was this, either. this 93, Yep. Based yeah, based on the 80s movies. That's was, really cool. Yeah. It was 93, it was 93, 94 was the first wave. And that's the one where you'll see with the bright green Godzilla. And I, I don't know if it was if it had a, a subline or a tagline. Uh, and then you'll notice that kind of stops at like a lot of the, the monsters that they do, kind of stops there, I believe, at um at Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. So it would have been 93, 94. Yeah. And then then they do uh the next wave is Godzilla Wars. And that's when they introduce, which would have been the next movie, which would have been Space Godzilla. Uh, and they 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 get to Doom Island, which is a whole different thing. Well, I Doom, know Jake's, is that Doom Island, like yeah, yeah. The, I mean the Trendmasters Godzilla line, like I've seen people say that it's part of the reason that Trend you know, like Trendmasters had some trouble later on. It doesn't on. exist anymore. Yeah, because of you know. They also the, the had Doom, extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, the Doom, the Doom Island line didn't even come out. You know, it, you you yeah. can get it, you can get it, and it, it was sent off to some stores, but they canceled it really early, so it's like not even. Yeah. They're they're a little yeah, harder. Cool to monster get. designs though. Yeah. Well, it was monsters, and it, they were all. They also all came with dinosaurs for no reason. It was like you would get Godzilla and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, but it was also like a very, very like Americanized toy line because it was, I mean, you could put it right next to your Kenner, like the packaging was very Kenner inspired and they had a line of humans that were just all made up and it was called the Godzilla Force. And they all came with a little badge that you could wear that has Godzilla's face on it, says Godzilla Classic. Force. And they look like Power Rangers. They're not in anything. Uh, I mean, there was a Godzilla Force, but it's different. And it's it's just like, Every every figure comes with a card, a little collector's card, which is fun. And uh, mini comic, the, a lot of them. Yeah, and the the Trend Masters line, it was huge. They made mm-hmm. so many things, like it's so far beyond just toys. Like they made, you know, banks, uh, little gigapets. Yeah, mm-hmm. every just every the hand, thing. The handheld tiger, handheld game. game. Yeah, there's yeah. ton. It was so far beyond toys. It's ridiculous. If you go back and like try to look at a list of all the Godzilla stuff, there's tons of it and i I love it like even though a lot of the monsters are wrong you know like they they beefed a lot of them up and gave them like muscles and and made them look so there's a few that's like that doesn't look they gave bialante legs it's like yeah it's it's a very weird line but i am am super nostalgic for it and i love it yeah and and for for you craig and abby like the trend masters i I'm trying to find like a, a comparison, like in the Godzilla or the Kaiju collecting community, it's kind of viewed almost like, I don't know, maybe like a spirit pack. Like you don't really talk about it. Like, you yeah. know, it's kind of like a lesser line. Now I, get it. It. I, get I understand. Totally get it. Yeah. How I get <laughs> but, it. Uh, but it's funny because I'm like Jake, I, I don't collect them. I have a, a, one of the variety, the 40th anniversary, anniversary, um, a variety packs. But other than that, like, I don't collect it, but I, I mean, that was a huge moment when collecting those, like, 
like live and in real time, which I never had before uh, going to a Toys R Us or a Kmart or a Walmart or wherever it might be. It's pretty cool. But like, it's not a very like respected line for, for mm-hmm. whether that's right or wrong. I'm just, I don't feel that way, Whoa, but got uh, it. that's how it's kind of viewed within the, the community. It's so it's interesting. So as an outsider looking in the, the one thing about this world is I find it to be overwhelming because for one thing you're dealing with, Oh, almost 70 years at this yeah. point, right. Of, of, of media that yeah. this could be based on. And I guess I don't is, I know that toy collecting and, and action figures and statues is big within this world. But like, did that start at the beginning? Like, or when, when did the merchandising Origins, really, yeah. yeah. Like, I really don't know. Like, is that something that happened like over time? Jay, so I think you're kind of the encyclopedia on this part. So I, I do love this. Is, this is one of my this is one of my favorite parts about Godzilla. So if you go back, <laughs> and I won't spend too long, I'll give the Cliff Notes version. But no, it's if, if you go back to um, to post war Japan, right? Like this is you know right after that, like the the. Americans were able to control what the Japanese exported. And so mm-hmm. it started with little die-cast toys and things of that nature. Chugokin is what it came to be called later. Um, and like cars, like uh, American Jeeps and Cadillacs and stuff. And then eventually, so that that really was the first big thing that ja- the Japanese government or the economy was able <laughs> to export to other countries and they were huge hits. And a company called Marison uh, was one of the first to do that. So you fast forward as toys are huge in Japan, you fast forward to 1967, which is really the year of Kaiju. It's what it's referred to in Japan because not only do you have Ultra Cube leading into Ultraman, you have you know Godzilla versus the, or Ebra Horror of the Deep and Son of Godzilla. I mean, Kaiju is the rage. It is the biggest thing. The kids, the emperor's kids are going out there and they want uh, Kaiju. And it was Marusan in the late 60s that decided to basically say, hey, we're going to create little, the, the monsters that we see on Ultra Q, they got the Super Eye license, and create little soft vinyl because it feels more monstery than die cast. And they took a chant. They got a ceramic sculptor to come in there and create what we now refer to as Safubi or soft vinyl. It more, it's more of an aesthetic now than actual material. But that was really the start of it in the late 60s. And Marison put out a lot of the Ultra Q monsters uh, first. And then they ended up going bankrupt and companies like Bullmark in the early 70s got the Godzilla license and started releasing Godzilla. So if you watch Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, Godzilla versus Hedera, the toy that Ken's playing with at the beginning, that's not a prop. That's an actual Bullmark toy that you can still get today. Um, But this guy right here, once again, I'm showing if the people on the, the audio feed, I'm sorry. This is a 1970 Angerous Bullmark, one of the first uh, uh, Kaiju Sofubi released by Bullmark. Um, and it's it's one of my favorite pieces. But as you can tell, the goal for Sofubi wasn't to make them screen accurate. Mm-hmm. Right. Little kids they thought would be scared. So they're the rounded edges, the weird paint jobs yeah. and such. And, and that became huge. So really the late 60s and 70s, you could argue is the greatest period for collecting kaiju, at least in Japan, um, until until now. So that's really where it started. And is, but it's, real it's, quick, Jay, is that stuff like the one you just showed? Is that stuff pretty valuable or was it so mm-hmm. mass produced? I imagine. That- so it's still being produced today. I mean, now the companies just, this is just some of the companies that produce Sofubi. I mean, you have the new incarnation of Marasan, you have Marmot, you have Gigabrain, you have Toygraph, Pilot Ace, uh, Bullmark. Like M1 Mondo is about to start putting out yeah, soft exactly. vinyl Godzilla. Everybody's doing it now. And I mean, but. they're in, in each of these companies, Craig, literally 
thousands of different variants for these monsters because they will do like Morrison, I think is the farthest end of the spectrum. They will do a run of 20 that are exclusive to their, their uh, brick and mortar store on princess street in Tokyo. And that'll mm. be in that, and that, and that variant will be highly sought after. Obviously there will be G fest exclusives. There'll be all these different variations throughout the year, throughout um, their entire line of Kaiju. And it's just, it's endless. So, mm. You today, some of these go for, you know, very minimum, like entry level for some of these Sofubis, at least in the couple of hundred, but 150 to 200 bucks, some of them in the thousands, uh, depending on how rare and how much you want. So yeah, it's still, it's probably the largest, it's way bigger than like X plus and and the hyper realist. Um, it's, it's that big and it's just a, it's a cultural thing. It's a taku culture. It's just, it's huge. It's art. Like I, I really, those are the figures that I gravitated towards. I was looking through, I don't know the name of the big compendium book that you lent me, Jake, of like all the toys. Um, but final like those, conflict, yeah. yeah, the yeah. soft finals like really popped me. I was like, I would go to a museum and walk through and look at all the variations and all the different color jobs. I think it's really cool that there's that that makes it more exclusive and rare to whoever released them. Um, I don't like how expensive they are because I, I would like to own some. Some of them are some I of them are them ridic- expensive. Some of them are ridiculous. And you know, I, I kind of always uh didn't like them for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't get it, and I was like, I don't why. Why do I want to spend all this money on something that doesn't even look anything? Some some of them are so wildly, you know, weird looking and look nothing like what they're supposed to or or, or who they're based on that I would look at them and be like, I'm not paying $500 for a fucking like orange Biolante with that or looks clear, weird. completely clear, yeah, invisible like, Biolante. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and there were a few here and there that I fell in love with. Like some of them just have like a charm to them, you know, even yeah. like the, the weird, some of them, the weirder they look, it's like, oh, well, this is cute. And I want this. And it's only like, I want to say kind of recently that I've even started actually wanting them. There were a few, you know, I bought the, the, the Haru Nakajima one that I wanted for a very long time. And I finally picked that up and I got a few here and there, but then when I got that vinyl conflict book and really started going through them and you know, the more you look through like G fan and stuff, I'm like, Oh, I I get it now. And then especially when you learn the history of it. Yeah, that Toy Tokyo spot we went to up in New York yeah. was like, yeah, oh, so that's like that was like I, I need to know more. Do it. It's like you you can see them in a book or something and be like, you know what, this isn't really for me. But then when you're in front of them, you're like, oh, oh yeah, they're These designer toys. Beautiful. They really they yeah. are designer toys. Um, yes, and, and it's like, and it's hmm. and it has a history too. Like to Jake, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that's a big uh, uh, hook for me is that yeah, it's not just these kaiju that I love. Like there's these are like they were instrumental in revitalizing the japanese economy for so long and they're huge over there and there is that that tie i mean you could argue like you know the gi joe action figure that came in the 60s this was kind of in the mid 60s too i mean very competing on who really kind of created kind of action figure culture and collecting culture there's a claim to be made from what marison did with the sufubi in, in the 1967 uh and compared to gi joe i mean it really is it's kind of crazy yeah Hmm. Craig, you had something you were going to say there? Well, I think there's there's something to be said about wanting uh, an action figure or a model that looks, you know, hyper-realistic. What you see on screen, this is, you know, this is my favorite version of Godzilla. I want that version in toy form. But I think there's specifically something with the soft vinyl and the different colorways and the fact that kind of knowing the history about it, how it was aimed at, kids but clearly 
collectors take it over like they do with everything right it's not really for kids anymore um i think that makes it like severely unique and i think that and it's hard to find a comparison for something you know like american like i i don't i don't because you know american toy collecting and american action figure collecting it's very much like if if you're looking at vintage it's all about you know when, when we talk vintage we're talking you know mid seventies into the eighties into the early nineties. Like it's all about these properties, right? So it's nostalgia mm-hmm. for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, GI Joe. There's a cartoon associated with it. We had action figures based on the cartoon. Um, and there's nothing really like this, where it's this specifically Godzilla, this series of movies that has been going on for, you know, a, li- a lifetime longer than a lifetime like you're born and they exist and you grow up with them and there's just this tremendous amount of merchandise that's why i say it's like overwhelming it's like you know because we're we're used to the kind of like i i my brain computes what playmates does it's like there's a new king kong godzilla movie here's the action figures for the movie look there's king kong figures there's godzilla figures some of them look a little bit different but this is more like you can have one figure of a monster made in multiple different sizes and hundreds of different color variations like where do you draw the line as a collector like do you need multiples are you getting you know a bunch of them like it's just he's crazy. got full, yeah he's got two yeah right these are there. also like giga brain gigans here these came out um, one was a this one was a super fest, a toy festival in Tokyo. It was an exclusive to that. And, and they're literally mm-hmm. Giga Brain, I think, has the exact same mold and about, I think, probably eight or 10 different colorways yeah. for Gigan. And it, it is overwhelming. I think when you said that, Craig, that's the right word. There isn't another word. Like, how do you jump in? Like, I think if you say, I want to collect vintage Star Wars, you, there's resources you can find, a, a comprehensive list. There's not really for software. Right, there's no yeah. checklist for this. You, yeah. you, it's not the kind of thing where you can just be like, oh, I'm going to collect th- only this, you know, mm-hmm. toy line. You just can't do it because it's too big and it's been going on for your entire life. So it's like, yeah. you just can't do that. So that that's part of the reason maybe, you know, Craig, we were talking about how like uh, it's a little easier for me to just be like, well, I'm just going to get uh this uh, figure from this line i don't want to get the whole thing and and you're more of a like well i gotta get the whole line kind of right guy. right and maybe that's because i've been conditioned uh by godzilla toys my whole life just <laughs> having to pick picking. and choose or just yeah, like right, right. Yep, you know what you i think I, yeah you just can't because it's just one figure all. 300 different ways <laughs> exactly and you know when i first started going to conventions it really like you know when i was in um when i was in middle school I had to do, uh, we, you know what, it, this might've been elementary school. Honestly, I think this was elementary school. We had, a uh, we had, a uh, a project we had to do where we had to write to a magazine and I was like, mom, I need you to find out if there's a Godzilla magazine that I can write to. <laughs> and G fan existed. Alas, um, so there is. <laughs> I wrote to G fan. I love this story. And I was just like, I don't remember what it said, you know, but I wrote to G fan and in, 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 uh, JD Lee's wrote me back. He sent me like, a uh, he sent me a couple issues in the mail and, uh, wrote me like a nice little letter. It was cool. And, uh, and then when I got old enough, I started buying that magazine. And, and as soon as I looked through it, you, there's tons of ads in there for like right. Godzilla toy stores yeah. that are here in you know, the United States. And, uh, I remember, uh, you know, I got a little older. I was visiting some family in Massachusetts 
and I had, I was like, let me look through my G fan to see if there's any stores. And there was a store and I made my uncle drive me to the store. And it's the kind of stores that we go to anywhere. We, anytime we go somewhere now, mm-hmm. you know, it's a toy no, store. This is your origin story. But it was, this is my origin story, but it was a toy store. Like we go to that was just, it was all kaiju. It was all right. Japanese, you know, imported stuff. And I had no fucking clue what I was looking at, what to do. I, I, I spent, I, I remember my, <laughs> my uncle judged me so hard. Cause like, I just spent all the money that was given to me uh for this trip on yeah. maybe three things well, what you else know? are you gonna do you don't need yeah your food what is bored it's you're covered hey jake i have a question was that yeah. store in stoneham massachusetts maybe <laughs> okay because the reason is my guy the guy that yeah. i got all my toys my guy. from was my guy. He, he lived in stoneham massachusetts he had a store called japanese monsters i didn't i can't yeah. imagine there was a ton of them in, in there i maybe in fact when i flew up i was 12 or 13 my my mom flew me up to uh to the chiller theater uh the 95 convention which is you know giant horror convention but they yeah. at the time they advertised the largest collection of godzilla vendors stateside and so i flew up there and went there to meet doug rotundi who ran japanese monsters in soda massachusetts because he was the guy that was like my my guy getting all the the, the hate yeah. from japan hold on, hold on. Yeah. how old so you're 12 and you're flying by yourself this is an amazing. I story. love no, little so Jakey. No, my dad was a pilot, so we're airlines and stuff. We're comfortable. Okay. No, my my mom didn't oh, okay. go with me because they uh they would gotcha. not let me go to the because I was under eighteen. You had to be gotcha. 18, to get into the gotcha. We'll do some. I'll do some research and I'll see how far that yeah. place is from Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay, and if it's cool. like within a couple hours, then it's probably the place. Um, I'm gonna I find out right that. now. Yeah. What was the name of the town? <laughs> we're looking it up. What was the town? <laughs> Uh, I think it was Stoneham, Massachusetts. Doug Rotundi, I think. Stoneham, uh, Massachusetts. From that's Springfield, where... Massachusetts. Yeah. All right, so S-T-O-N-N-A? I think, that Doug I think it's Stoneham. Oh, Stoneham. Okay. I got to find out if this... I, you guys might have run into each other. Okay. Stoneham <laughs> to Springfield, Massachusetts is... One hour and 39 minutes. That was probably it. <laughs> Dude, I love this. I, hey, I met Doug in 1995, so I was, I guess, 13 or 14 years old. So yeah. I did meet him. He was a good guy. You probably met him before me then. Uh, probably, he was, uh, yeah. Yeah, Damn. he was, uh, he was uh, my guy that got me all my VHS tapes and all my, I mean, he sold me this guy. Uh, right here. So, um, I'll have to. Uh, I, I remember. I remember. Like I still. I still have the all the figures that I bought, and I remember. Wh- like I'll go through my collection and I'll pull them out, and I'll, I'll send you a picture of what I bought from that dude. Uh, but yeah. like that. But that kind of thing is like, it's like, it's it's like a whole another world, you know. And when mm-hmm. I first started going to convention, you know, my first convention ever was Dragon Con, and and. Uh, for the first, you know, four or five years, there was one vendor who he still is there every year, but he used to sell a, just a bunch of Godzilla stuff. And it, and it's like, that's when my collection really started kind of kicking it up is when I started going to conventions. Cause I'm, I, I'm, I'm usually like kind of against wanting to order figures. It, you know, it's and now I got seven or eight Godzilla things pre-ordered, but I think that's your mm-hmm. fault, Jake. Um, yeah, yeah. Jake, you're always blaming people for your pre-orders. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, 
same way. We're all responsible for our pre-orders. I got pre-order problems. <laughs> I'm um, the same way, man. I would much rather find it in a store, but you know, I hit up like every potential store that maybe even yeah. think about carrying <laughs> something Godzilla up weekly, and there's just there's just not a lot here. Jake, so it's like, yeah. Jake's always like, I don't like pops. I'm like, you like POPs, pre-order problems, because you got plenty. <laughs> but but, you know but here lately like in i mean i want to say within the last year you know we've definitely had like the bandai stuff showing up in walmarts Mm -hmm. for the last few years uh you know when toys r us was still around there there would be stuff uh some godzilla stuff here and there but you know the last few years we got NECA putting out tons of godzilla stuff super seven just got the line i want to talk about that yeah, well, that's why I br- that's why I'm bringing it up, Greg. Mezco, Mezco just oh, got yeah. you know Mezco's putting up some really great you know destroy cool all monsters stuff and like uh, I know Craig, you were saying you know me and you had a conversation where you had said like at some point I'm I'm probably gonna buy some Godzilla stuff and I almost got a little offended by you because I have witnessed your I have been at toy shows with you yeah. and watched you buy an entire line of toys. Yeah. That you have, I have never heard you speak a word. You know what? We we were at a toy show and you bought, a, you bought all that Captain Planet stuff. And I don't think me, you, Abby, or JK have ever said the words Captain Planet to each other. And you just went for it. And I like that about you. But I'm like, well, when's he going to fucking buy a Godzilla toy? You know why? Here's the reason. Oh, I want to buy Captain Planet toys. Cool. What year? 1990. What's the toy company? Whatever. Tyco. What are the figures? Hey, Here's a checklist. Tyco. You was it like it. I don't Move know if it's the investment whatever it. the company was. Where's Why the can't God- you just pick up a Godzilla toy? And oh, I'm going buy to. That's this what is, I did. Well, this is a good segue into the but Super that's why, Seven government. Exactly. That's that's why I wanted to bring it up because okay. now we're in a world where like all these major companies are starting to do. Uh, we were we were at Universal Studios, Jay, whenever those uh, uh, Mezco mm-hmm. uh, box sets dropped, yeah. and I said, "Hey guys, we need to sit down for a minute. I got to order some toys." Jake's getting and a I, new ride called, and I was like, "Craig, a Toy Store." I was like, "Craig, pre-order problems." I was like, "Craig, this is a new line." Two two box sets. Why don't you pick them up, man? I thought about it. Thought about yeah. it hard. And, and they look they look good. <laughs> they look like good figures, man. And they're it very good, monsters. Yeah. Um, I mean, the price point is is reasonable. And like, if you and I'm sure you could uh, flip them if you you know three weeks later if you think that they're you know if they're in the the Captain Planet Inspector Gadget realm and you got to get rid of those things like it'll be super. You easy. can always flip them. <laughs> so <laughs> here's my question, and I, this is what I want to ask both of you guys. Not that I'm interviewing you. This is your show. But this is what it. I've been thinking about. So okay. I know you guys are going to cover toys in depth a lot on the show and you're going to have long discussions about stuff from the sixties and seventies and all that stuff. And I'm, I can't wait, but right now I have to ask this. NECA has had the license. They've been doing ultimate Godzilla's for the last, what, five years, six years, something like yeah, that. Something like that. They did all of them, right? They did every Godzilla. No. A well, bunch of them. You, well, listen, you can't, so the thing about Godzilla is that he he literally looks different in every single film. Mm-hmm. Now right. they then yeah they they've done maybe at least one or two Godzillas from each series. Okay, but he you can pick out differences in him in basically Everything. every thirty six movies. Different he's suit. different in every thirty seconds. It's a different suit because the suits fall apart. Hey, some shows yeah. have multiple suits in them. Yes, I love that. You laugh, yeah. but that is true. I love that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So so you can't say they. They did them all because they, so, they did what maybe 15. Yeah, right. trick question. But did so that, NECA, NECA's 
they basically they didn't do any other monsters. I mean, I know they did a Mothra for and a Rodan, yeah, and a Rodan, Mothra and a Rodan, yeah, for the King of the Monsters movie. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just Godzilla, right? NECA no longer has the license. Playmates is doing what they do. We hear Super Seven has got the license from Toho. Super Seven has a long history with Godzilla. Started off as a a Japanese collectible in Kaiju online magazine. They're doing reaction figures and they're also doing Godzilla Ultimates and they're promising all the monsters. They got access to all the Toho monsters. Brian Flynn told a funny story where they got the license and they asked Toho, can we do all the monsters? And Toho was like, you want to? Most people just want to do Godzilla. So this excites me as somebody who's new to this world because I'm in on Super 7 Ultimates. I have all the Ninja Turtles waves. I got some of the Thundercat stuff. I got the Disney pre-order. I'm in on ultimates. I like the way they do it. They pre-order, they put out a wave. Yeah. You pre-order it. It comes like nine months later. Then they announce wave two, wave three. You can't get them in stores. You can only get them online. It works for my brain. And I like the idea of starting at the beginning of a line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Jay, I'll throw it back to you. I want to hear from everybody. Are, do, does this excite you or does this not fit into your three compartments you talked about earlier? No, and if I remember there's the, there's the really nice and then the hyper realistic, yeah. Hyper real. And miscellaneous. Yeah. Um, so no, no, it definitely doesn't. And hyper realistic, like X plus is like up here, but like the Bandai figures that I showed you earlier, like those, those are not ma- either they're made of soft final. So is X plus that they're made to try to be like screen accurate. So and, and right. playmates is as well. So there's still gradations of, of cost and all that within that kind of bucket for me right. i'm assuming super seven is going to be in the higher end of that bucket so to me it's really like what's the price point what do they look like and and do i want to try to do you know sell all my x plus and then do that instead or i don't know um it's yeah. unrealistic that i'm ever going to collect all the x plus but maybe right. because some of the original ones that they go for I mean five six seven thousand dollars that's not going to happen um but with super seven, maybe I can, but the, I don't know. I just, I have to see it right now. My gut is that the first wave they open up, I will be buying it. And then I'll kind of right. uh, play it by ear after that. But yeah, it's very exciting, especially anytime that other monsters are being done. Really X plus is the only one doing it at that level. Um, because the Safubi, that's a totally different ball game. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, but I'm not, I, I'm not going to put, you know, sign it in blood that I'm going to be a live one in blood. I know super seven mm-hmm. collector. That's more of a wait and see, but yeah, I'm very excited. So the price point should be the ultimates are about 55 to 60 bucks a piece. And I'm guessing these will be, you know, seven to nine inch figures. Like, nice. yeah. like probably maybe just a, yeah. a touch bigger than the, than the neck of figures. Um, or, or, or comparable, but I better think better knees. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be better. It, it is going to be better, but like, I just think there's a lot of potential. I mean, I listened to an interview with Brian Flynn and, uh, you know, they've done like the Shogun style stuff for, um, you know, transformers and, and there's a Shogun Megazord and they asked if they were going to do a Shogun Godzilla and he was pretty straightforward when he's like, well, I don't want to re-release something that's been done that could potentially hurt the value of the original oh, okay but he did kind of tease like but we are going to do a shogun giant size uh mecha godzilla and it's just like 
I just think the possibilities are endless and I'm not big on the reaction figures, but I just bought Beavis and Butthead reaction figures. They don't look like reaction figures. They just look like cool Beavis and Butthead toys. Yeah. So like, uh, I just think the possibilities are endless. And when, when I hear how excited they are about it, that, that influences me as a consumer. Cause mm-hmm. like that, uh, that enthusiasm gets me excited and I'm not yeah. even, you know, and I'm new to it. So my, my question about what super seven is going to be doing is like, and now, you, I don't own any Super 7 Ultimates. I have a few on pre-order that have not shown up yet, but I don't have any in hand. Uh, but the thing with the Super 7 figures, Craig, is isn't it like, you know, as far as the Ninja Turtle line, they're they're remaking, you know, better versions of the old Ninja Turtle toys, right? Yeah. They're, they're based off of the Ninja yeah. Turtle toys. So... For the turtles line, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're inspired well, that, by that's the, what the line. yeah, and then that's what the the Toxic Crusaders line is as well. It is, but that's not what the so the Transformers line is based on like the Transformers animated series, and okay. the Disney Ultimates line is just inspired by just Disney in general. They're not like. Okay. They're not like, they're just really good looking Disney figures. So like, so I, then I, I, yeah, no. So, so I guess that probably the, the, whatever they do with Godzilla is just, will just be based on the films then, I guess. I don't know. I would assume, I think that's a safe assumption. I wonder if the, I wonder if the way they're going to do it is like, maybe the first wave will be, you know, original kind of Showa era. And what, what do they put out? Like four figures per it's, wave? It's usually four. So the Disney ones were three, but I could see yeah. four. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do just four, you know, Godzilla and three other monsters from, from the first series. And then maybe the second wave will be a Godzilla from, you know, the nineties and three months. I wonder how they're going to do that. Or they could do the big five. If they could do, do five. Cause then you could do Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, King Ghidra and, and Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. And there's your, I hope, they don't, five. I hope they don't do that. No, I want somebody else. I want, I, would, <laughs> I want a Veron and a Gorosaurus and a yeah. Skeletor turtle. Whatever they do, and the smog monster, and yeah, whatever you know, they do, like, like what they do with, with um with turtles, they never had more than one turtle per wave. So they kind of made it to where, like, if you wanted the four turtles, I mean, you're waiting two years basically. So they're gonna space it out. They're gonna do one mega popular character, one maybe secondary monster, then probably one like super obscure monster. It'll probably be something like that. That way, there's like for the casual collector, there's something. And then for like the hardcore, like completest collector. You know? I like that. I like that way. Me too. Oh yeah. yeah. It's catered to. Yeah. Well, and also yeah it would suck if they just put out four different Godzillas right at the top oh, that yeah. are like the, the top four. Then you kind of kill the line before it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead of like four turtles, I mean, you could get the Showa, you could get Heisei, you could get Millennium, you could get, you know, a Shin or whatever, legendary, whatever yeah. that might be. So you could do that as kind of the, you know, the, the must haves um, to anchor each wave. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a ton of potential there. And like, also though, if you, if you are like, want to collect the reaction figures too, like those are 10 to $15 price point, they'll yeah. be smaller, but I bet they'll look pretty good. It's going to depend. About- yeah. For me, it's going to just depend on what they look like, because like you said, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the reaction figures, except for when they don't look like reaction figures. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like three and three quarter, mm-hmm. five points of articulation. <laughs> Strip yeah. figures. I just like that they're doing different things um, and, and different price points because, you know, I hate when, and, and you guys are obviously in a lot of different collecting communities. You know how sometimes when you get to the, the, upper echelon the high and mighty the hoity-toity folks like it just it's just 
it takes away all the fun of it. Like I want there to be entry level toys. I want there to be toys that kids mm-hmm. can play with. Cause if kids aren't playing with them, you know, I want there to be high end collectibles that you put on a shelf and, you know, never moves for 30 years until you die. You know, I, I, there needs to be a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and I like that they're doing that. That makes me happy. That was my biggest thing with NECA. Yeah. You had a couple like the miniatures they did with whiz kids, but it all was kind of the same. It didn't have a lot of playability, but yet probably wasn't nice enough to have to be a, a collector, uh, a collectible item. I just felt it didn't ever have a good place. And I like the idea if they do the variety with the reaction and with the, the ultimates, I think that's, that's a smart way to do it. And I think it does keep the, the momentum of, you know, the, the kids coming up and, and being able to get those $10, $15 figures. I think it's good for the longevity of the line. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And uh, you know, other other than Super Seven and and you know uh, Mezco and all this, like we're getting into you know we we've all been I think collectors of mo- stuff from Mondo for years and years, and then you know they they kind of did this big Godzilla like shirt collection you know uh, in the last year or so, but they're getting into they're getting into the soft vinyl game and uh. Uh, I think it was a very odd choice, but the first thing they put out was a Polgasari figure. And um, the next one they're doing is a Godzilla. I believe it's, I believe it's the Biollante Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I, and I, and I know they're going to do it the same way they did that Polgasari figure where they're going to release five different ones, five different colors. You're not going to see the color until, the day before it goes on sale and then one big one at the end. And it was so stressful for me with that <laughs> Polgasari because I was uh-huh. like, because I was like, I don't want a weird color. That's not what I want. <laughs> like the sculpt's amazing. And it looks like Polgasari. I want it to look like, I want it to look like how he looks. I want the colors he is in the movie. So I was like waiting each figure would come out and I'm like, Nope, not going to get that one. I'll keep waiting. And then it got down to the, the last of the smaller figures and it was, you know, like a green and brown. And I'm like, I guess this is the one I'm going to buy. So I bought it and and I love it. It's great. But then the big Polgasari figure is like the movie figure. And I'm just like, all right. So now I know to wait for the big Godzilla when it comes out. But, uh, you, what about Jerry? Are you going to get those mon? Are you, you, are you think you're going to pick up any of those figures? So I don't know. I got, I think they were. I think they did a little bit of the misstep with Polgasari, not not choosing Polgasari, but how they like. I, I think that they need to figure out what they want to do. Do they want to be Safubi and have the crazy colors and everything? If so, the sculpt is way too accurate because the sculpt. For sure, right? It was yeah. The, the, the sculpt's, sculpt's great, but the Godzilla is more in line. Is it? With, I haven't seen it. So yeah, he he's out there. He's more in line with the traditional Safubi. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm gonna once again wait and see. Um, I mean, to me, like. The fun thing about it's almost freeing as a collector to collect uh, Sofubi because you're never going to be a completist. You just there's not possible. I mean, I don't yeah. think the companies that make mm. them are completists. They probably don't even have all the copies. And it's like you can just get what you want. You pick and choose. I like this one. I'll get it. I don't give a shit if it's Gigabrain or Marmot or Bullmark or Marison or Toygraph or Pilot Ace. Doesn't matter. I'm getting it because I like it. And I think that's cool. And if Mondo's that way, guess what? I'll get those if I like them too. Um, that's really the only the only criteria criteria for me is. Do I like it? Is it cool? Is it something I want to look at every day? Does it make me happy? And if it doesn't, you know, it's it's either not going to be purchased or it's going to be, you know, on, on mm. eBay tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of the the thing with like the Sofubi stuff is like, they traditionally don't have like the, the most accurate sculpt. So maybe Mondo's just going for like the best of both worlds with the, the yeah. Pogosari figure. But I, just, I just don't know if that, I don't know if that'll work. I don't know if you want to, I mean, think about like the X plus figure. If you had an X plus figure that was, you know, 
clear and gold and right. you know a, you know irradiated blue but it defeats like, the purpose of it yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I i don't know what the deal with the pulgasar I, I thought it was super that's such a weird choice to start because like first of all a lot of people don't know what pulgasar you know what i mean like that's a mm-hmm. that's kind of a niche thing in our in a in a already a niche market so it's like why are we starting with this weird uh i mean i i'm not really complaining because i i loved it but it's like I don't know what they were doing either. Um, I wanted to say, so the the first time, I don't, Abby, I'm, I'm I'm talking to you here. Yeah. The first time, the first time I entered your house mm-hmm. five years ago. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. Walked into the. Mm. It was yeah. Walked into the toy room, and the first thing I saw that I pointed out was like you guys had a trend masters road. Yeah. I'm figure. looking for him right now. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> you guys like Godzilla. You got Godzilla stuff. At least talking about Godzilla. And that yeah, was dude. just one that you had just picked up because just because you yeah. thought he was cool. It was that one was from childhood. Like that one I've had forever. And I told you, we used to watch um, mystery science theater 3000 with uh, yeah. Gamera. So there, I saw Rodan or two. So that, I don't know when it entered the picture for me, but I always loved him. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that that's definitely uh, I would buy more. I like you but walk into a room full of Ghostbusters stuff and find one tiny yeah. Godzilla. We got friends. It's, it's Godzilla radar, <laughs> man. Are we best friends now? Yeah, yeah, we're that that did it. But like the 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 you know one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on is just because like you know in the last year or so we've all you know Abby you started watching Godzilla movies. Yeah, dude. Uh, and and because of that, Craig has had to start watching Godzilla. I feel like I <laughs> had have to. forced. I feel like I have forced Godzilla on on both. That's of fine. Them. I yeah. like that. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm, I, it's, nothing wrong. It's a subculture that I want. I've so long, mm-hmm. uh, so long, so long. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've I, I, I'm telling you, there's something specifically about Godzilla and kaiju culture that is. I don't want to be a poser, you know. Like I don't want to act like. I know what's going on. Like even when we were in LA, we went to the the Godzilla pop up store. I was like, "This is I'm out of my league right now." <laughs> just being out in public, I'm already out of my league. like. <laughs> well, it's just it's, you just it's, gotta have the love for it. You gotta like figure out you yeah. know what what part of it you love. But and, then people yeah. start asking questions. Yeah. I'm like, oh. like and, I, and the funny thing is, Kaiju look, yeah. and, and Godzilla culture. It's smaller than the greater, you know, the Tokusatsu culture when you factor in all like the Henshin uh, TV shows like Ultraman and Kamen Rider. That, right. I mean, as big as Godzilla is, Ultraman is much bigger in Japan yeah. than Godzilla. Mm. And that is, and all the kaiju related to that and all the different series and everything, Super Sentai and uh, like I said, Kamen Rider and all those, like that is beyond, I mean, kaiju is, is really like when we think about Godzilla and, and Gamera and that type of kaiju film, right. it's really a smaller niche within the greater Tokusatsu community. And it is, it's scary because I'm not an expert in Tokusatsu. I can, you know, I can kind of barely get my way through like having a decent conversation on it, a deep conversation on it. But it's uh, like I said, Jay, it's hold on. Than that. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I, don't know. You out. I love calling people out. Jay, you're so funny. I remember remember the first time you came over. It was right when I was starting to like toy around with getting re-engaging with Power Rangers. And Jay gave me this speech. Jay was like, Yeah, I'm about to do my best Jay Was it was a like, waffle? Was this at Waffle House? It was no, we were at the house. Jay <laughs> was he like, self-deprecates and then Jay was like, he's like, Yeah, I don't really know. He's like, I'm a little bit familiar with Super Sentai, and I don't really know much about Power Rangers. I did just recently watch the first 92 episodes. And I'm just like, well, then you're a thousand times more than I'm ever going to do. What did I do? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was 50 episodes, but yeah, no, whatever. I, uh, I'm a, so I'm whatever a, it was. 
Hey, when the kids go to bed, I'm sitting there. I have about two hours to just binge hell yeah, and it's usually just that. So um, I love it. I love it. No, but it's cool. Like it, it's a cool world. And listen, like you know, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is the only kaiju that's ever been part of my life. Um, <laughs> there was a print in the Ghostbusters 30th anniversary. Uh, I believe Troy Benjamin has this print on his wall. It's called Confectionary Kaiju, and yeah. it's a Japanese yep. style statement. And I've always liked that print. And I've always wanted it. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't make sense for me to try to like look backwards. Like, listen, if I saw a cool like Safubi like 1970s with a cool colorway and it was a decent price, like I, I might pick it up because I really have a yeah. like Abby was saying, like I have a respect for, mm-hmm. for the design and stuff. An but, eye for it, yeah. but as far as like the modern stuff, I'm totally gonna get in on, on the Super Seven stuff because I think it's a cool, awesome point. And like I can like also like it's only three or four figures at a time, so like I can be like, oh cool, maybe I haven't seen the this monster from this specific movie, and I can yeah. like. You kind of learn as you go. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's a little bit more my speed. I think mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. Abby, what about, you're you, what about you, Abby? I'm different. Oh, I just I pick and choose at this point. Like after I kind of did my binge of Godzilla movies, whatever, a couple months back. Now I I just wanted to open the floodgates and like anything I saw in a store, kind of like Jake, like you were saying in the be- very beginning. It's like whatever yeah. you, get, you get, and like I was sending you that Rainbow Mothra that I found at Full Circle. Yeah. Yet. Like that's fine, but you know, I was like, well, I'm fucking getting it. Like, this, yeah, this it's cool. a good I like Rainbow Moth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I got some of those little finger guys when we were at um, oh, yeah. Toy Lanta. Some of the yeah. Ultraman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Craig that, was getting Captain a- Planet. Yeah. <laughs> while Craig was buying Captain Planet, me and Abby were just going enriching this our lives. bin of Ultraman finger puppets. Well, yeah. You know, consider Captain Planet the like Godzilla of America. He, he I think he would be closer to like the Ultraman of America, right? About the environment. I was hoping you would do what you've done for Phantom Menace and the goodwill that you've you've created for that brand. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping you, maybe you could do that for like the '98 Godzilla. Maybe that'll be the next one. <laughs> Dude, you'll be the only one collecting. I gotta take it to the you know the top a home for unloved franchise (laughs) properties listen if you're if you're bringing up 98 godzilla let's talk about that for just a minute because that was a weird you know i was in middle school when that came out and that was a weird time because like you know that was the first time you know it was the first american godzilla movie and it felt like such an important time to be like a middle schooler and love something like godzilla and literally like i had no friends in school that knew or cared what godzilla was like i you know i didn't know have- that sentence after the word school <laughs> friend, no friends <laughs> no friends at school me it just ends it's a friends. pretty long pause there same <laughs> same but it's like you know i i didn't really have anybody to talk godzilla about until much older so when that movie came out it felt like it felt like I could be like, see, you know, like, ah, you know, my stuff it. matters. Oh, look at <laughs> that Taco Bell now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, we don't have to get into like, you know, talking about the movie and, and, and the disappointment and all that. But the toy line, there was a pretty good toy line for that movie. And I still have some of that. And one of the things that uh, that toy line did that I thought was great is there they had a, an ultimate Godzilla. And he was very, he's like, it's, I think it says it on the box, over two feet long. It was very big for just like, for those kind of toy lines back in the day, putting a, if that figure would come out today, it would be, I think, hundreds of dollars because yeah. it's a very big, a shelf space. sturdy figure. It's not like cheap plastic. It's got, you know, electronics in it. Uh, you can like pull his, uh, he could eat things. You know, it, it was a big, nice figure. And I bought it have had it since that movie since 98 
And recently I was doing some cleaning in my toy room and uh, I noticed he was like leaning kind of far. And I'm like, well, what is happening here? And I looked and his leg has had broken just like mm-hmm. over time. And it just, it broke off and I'm pulling it off the shelf shelf. And then one of his arms falls off. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this thing has reached the end of its life. And <laughs> it's sitting in my floor in here and it has oh. one leg, another leg missing a foot and no arms. And I'm just like, it's hey, done. You, it's you done. Got old, you got an old yeller that kaiju, man. You got Dude, it's done for, but it's <laughs> like, yeah, let's shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. Cause it's like, as much as that movie, you know, kind of sucks. Like, I, I I want that toy. And I like, I've been looking, I've been looking at it on eBay and I'm like, I got to get another one. And, and now my toy collecting has gotten to a, a point where like, if I'm going to buy something old and vintage like that, I kind of want the box with it. Yeah. And it's an expensive toy. And I'm like, do I want to spend $300 on the 98 Godzilla as a 36 year old? <laughs> as a toy, yes. hold on, it's bigger than that. As a toy collector, one of the biggest like pride money like it's a weird thing when you have for when you're forced into rebuying something like when something breaks and you're like i need this in my collection and i now have to rebuy it replacing that's a hard it's just yeah jake i don't envy you on that one it's weird because it's just like it is a very it is an impressive figure like you know the the ultimate godzilla from 98 it's just it's it's impressive and when you look back on it it's kind of like i'm surprised they even made that right but what was the big one in 2014? Remember that giant Godzilla from Toys R Us? You have that they one. They right? did, yeah. They they did a big one. Yeah, I have that one. But the the difference there is like, uh, you know that it, it's big and it's impressive, but it's it's very cheap feeling, you know. And it's and just they did like, it. They did it for King of the Monsters too. They did the big the big. Uh, they did. They they yeah. made the same figure, just different, um, slightly different color, right? Yeah, it was slightly different. I think his spines might have been different because the yeah. spines were different in the movie, but it's basically the same toy. Gotcha. Uh, and. Uh, but yeah, they 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 did. But it just feels like now, when you, you know, when you get these, the same with the Godzilla versus the Playmate stuff, uh, they just all feel so cheap. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they 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 make it's like there's not a lot of care. But it's it's completely different. Those kind of toy lines are completely different than like, you know, the Sofubi or the X Plus or, yeah. or, or whatever. Of X Does it make you pause and? Yeah, speaking of, of X plus and giant size stuff, I did uh, pre-order my Do first it. gigantic X plus. So, uh, the big, uh, 24 inch tall, I did the, the 1954 Godzilla. I figured if I'm going to get one, cause I just don't have enough space to yeah. I, I collect the 30 centimeter line. Um, but I did, I did pre-order that bad boy. Just had my first X plus gigantic, probably my only, just like I said, cause of space. Well, that's uh, the one to get it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. If you're so when it comes one. with the cannons too, uh, so that'll be the cool little Rick exclusive. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm pumped about that. That's now uh, I won't ask you. How, I'm gonna look up how much that was. Oh the, yeah, but this is not a it's not a surprise. There, I mean, the good news with Awesome Collector and all the places that sell it, um, they have payment plans and things like that. I think the yes. Rick exclusive is six ninety nine, okay. um, and the and the standard gigantic is four. 89 for 59 something okay. like that yeah. um the uh but you know some of the exclusives that they have even on the 30 centimeter and the 25 centimeter line which is the Dakaiji line or the real masters collection which is a resin line or the favorite sculptors line or the yuji sakai modeling collection all those can get into four five six hundred dollars for smaller figures so it's just yeah. all what you want and what matters to you but i just wanted one gigantic i have a place up here can't see it above this that's just like it's perfect for that to display it as kind of the the signature piece here. So I'm I'm pumped to get the 54. Dude, nice. I you you know the next one they unveil is gonna be an Angerus. 
No, I'll I'll get I'll make room for that. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how toy collectors always say, Well, I'm out of room, that they always have the ability to make a little bit of more room. I have about 30 boxes right on the other side of this camera that's purely making room uh boxes and selling. So I'm totally good. I showed uh Jake one of the most liberating and stressful things. I sent him a picture of an empty, I'm selling my the entire NECA collection, all 38 pieces. And I have basically six shelves that are completely empty. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so, well, it's not How completely it empty feel? now. I put like 11 or 12 Safubis up there, but uh, for the most part, it's, it's empty. And so it's good. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to fill them. I'm, the NECA ones just weren't doing much for me anymore. So yeah, yeah. I, hey, it's part of I being told a yeah, get them something. out. Yeah, yeah. You gotta buy something. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool who listen i like this toy talk it's good but it's gonna I love like toys i, I really guys. love toys i love it but it makes me want to it just makes me want to buy more toys and it's like I, I keep like pre-orders is something that i've always like been i've never done a whole lot of pre-ordering this last year man it's like i constantly have five or six things on pre-order and it's Dude, hard NECA is the neck and ninja turtle line is killing me right now i've got not including the or if you include the four loot crates i think i've got 10 neca pre-orders luckily the neca pre-orders make you pay up front so i've already yeah. had to commit to them and it sucks to do that but I don't, it sucks to do that but then it's like you're done like that that's where it gets done. me man if if you if 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 something if you can pre-order something and it doesn't make you pay right away it will it will fuck me up dude because that's when i'm like i ain't gotta pay right now let's get it yeah I just, i'm always yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's how i have, like i pre-order on those super seven thundercats i'm like i'll probably have two thousand dollars a year from now like in a year i'll be good Future hey, money. All I have to all I have to do is is remember to put five hundred dollars in my bank account in two two years from now. <laughs> no <laughs> way I'll, I'll forget that. There's no. <laughs> there's no way. I got gonna, pre-order <laughs> problems. We got pops, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, pre-order Jake, problems I'll, T-shirt. I have a question for you not to put on the uh, the Craig and Abby interview header, but I have a question yeah. first because uh, I know we've been dancing around this. So Jake what if you're you know you're buying all these kaiju toys what what is the one like what's your i don't want to i hate using the term grail i mean it's it's a little bit of a yeah. of mine because it's the most overused term like there's like oh it's a grail i found this at target no it's like grail's like something you might never <laughs> see yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i like the the grail conversation but when people are like look what i just found i found yeah. the battering at walmart holy yeah. grail acquired <laughs> let's, let's I, grail means like, something if there's a chance that you will never either i look at it two ways if if you'll never ever see it in, in, in person or have the ability to buy it in your lifetime or in a very long time, or you're probably never going to get to that station in life where you can afford it. You know, like I'm sure Jake, like <laughs> an animatronic dinosaur from the Jurassic park, uh, you know, from Stan Winston would be a grail item because right. If you're going that way. So like with Godzilla stuff, it changes for me because it's like, just, you know, just the fact that there's so much things, yeah. there's rarely something where I'm like, well, fuck, I wish I would have got, you know, it's like, yeah. there's just, Every now and then I'll come across a figure that I just didn't. There's so much of it. You see stuff and you're like, oh, I didn't even know that this existed. Yeah. I kind of want this. And you'll look it up. And and I have some figures that are on my list that I, I maybe eventually want to get. But if we're talking about grail kind of stuff, that stuff that's just out of my price range. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what the big guy is? They 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 made that's I, what I my dad know. calls it. Hey, big guy. That's what dad, <laughs> I, I can't remember. Hey, I can't it. remember who made him, hey, but they're I can't remember who made him, but there, there's a Godzilla figure out there. It's like four feet tall. And he's like, 
eight feet long, basically. And he, he's he's like Who's the big guy? Uh, Heisei Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. and it's just that. it's giant. It's oh, just like giant. 20, it's twenty thousand like, or something like that. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. know. It's crazy. But they, whenever I went to that store in Massachusetts, they had one. Don't they had it. one. They had one, but his tail wasn't connected because he was bigger. Like they couldn't fit it. <laughs> but he's he's just it's just a tall. You know, it's three to four feet. I can't remember exactly, but it's one of those things that it's like I see it. I remember yeah. seeing it in G Fan a lot, and uh, you know, I, every now and then it will pop up online. And oh boy, that's oh, we lost you. I got a yeah. Uh, I just had a thing pop up saying I got ten percent on my uh, on my iPad left. Uh-oh. So. Oh. Well, Ugh. well, I mean, we might have to continue the growl conversation. I know. Yeah, I was just going to say I want those cats. Oh, the cat, the ones that I just started the, getting. Yeah, the, I was the just K2 looking them up. Toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, are yeah. cool figures. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, listen, we're being forced to cut this short. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, well, how long a lot, have we been going? Has it been an hour? Uh, it's been an hour. I guess it's been about an hour. Yeah. yeah. I I, think I guess that's not short, is it? It's just the fact that we can talk about toys go for, for ten the rest of yeah, the so. time. I do this believe part conversation. I do oh, believe yeah. the, the Grail thing is overused, and I think everybody's definition of it is a little bit different. Like it's fluid. It's fluid. Yeah. It's fluid. Yeah. But like if 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 you're like, oh, this is a holy grail of mine, but there's ten available right now for sale on eBay. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. I think Grail is more like something you're looking like. It, I think there it doesn't even have to be financial like value. No. You can have sentimental value. Like you have like, to pine you and gotta, yearn. Yeah, you have to pine. You have to yearn. You have to. It look. has to be hard to find. You have to get out there and find that goddamn Grail. You can't. Yes. Just that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I know. Right. And I, I think like for me, like maybe like a personal Grail would be almost like. Like a Harold Ramis signed Ghostbusters two poster, like something yeah. where it's like super specific. I would yeah. lo- I, like, yeah, there might you're be one out there, but I'm never yeah, gonna yeah. find it, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, if your if your Grail is uh, readily available on on websites and and uh, yeah, scarcity <laughs> matters in order for it to qualify. That's yeah, I agree. What What about you, Jay? You got? We'll, we'll do yours real quick. Yeah, I would say if I had to do a legit one, it's uh, the item itself is not a it's, it's not cheap. Uh, it's there. There's a few out there, but to find one in good condition is almost impossible. And that's I mentioned it earlier. That's the the Godzilla, the bull mark 1970 Godzilla that was featured in Godzilla versus uh, Hadora with cool. little Ken is playing with. Yeah, so there's there's a, you could probably spend 500, 400, 500 and get one that's pretty crusty and pretty, uh, pretty burn up. But uh, you if you want one that's not I'm not saying minty fresh, you want a little bit of a funk to it but uh but one that's at least presentable <laughs> that's it and then everything else i would put in my like it's going to be hard to get i might have to wait five or six or seven months before one comes available it's something i can't afford if i play with it like i mean i would say this oh shoot this guy was probably <laughs> oh, yeah. the closest thing because i took about oh, three months, four months before one came available i overpaid yeah. for it but uh this marmot godzilla tower it was a yeah whatever below something i really really want but I wouldn't call it a grail, uh, but the bull, mark, sure. the bull mark 70 and good in, in a very good state. I, I will, I will pay what I need to pay for that. We're going to find you one. Nice. Yeah, that's that's ours, mine out there. Get yeah. out there. Yeah. Find it. Put yeah. the work in. Well guys, this was fun. Uh, Craig, Abby, thanks for joining yeah, us. Thanks for having us. Monster this Island. Is Listen, yeah, like, you guys are, Came to you the know, island. people. Hey, if I wonder, you know, I know we're only like three or four episodes in, and and I don't know what our audience is like, but I wonder. There he is, right there. Um, 
I don't special know people gave me this. Special people gave me this. <laughs> oh, tight. Hey, whenever we whenever we went looking for that, I was like, well, if he's getting one, I'm getting one. Uh, <laughs> Jake doesn't understand what gift giving is. <laughs> That's it. He, Jake's an only child. For me. So what do you mean? We buy it and we give it to somebody else? Yeah, we give it we don't, it's that. does not share. I don't share well either. You're not even an only child. No, it's just homeschool. Everything's mine. <laughs> hey, if you're listening to the show, if you listen to this and you're just like, uh, you're, you're one of the, the Godzilla side of, uh, of our listeners and not a YHS listener, Go listen to YHS too. Yeah, you know, listen to all of that's them. That's another yeah. podcast we do. Yeah, so we've been doing and that. And that Toy Anxiety show is pretty good you know? too. Toy Anxiety, YHS. There's, there's a bunch of us. <laughs> hey, they're more. calling. My food's here. Food's I'm leaving. Here. Yes. Bye. We did it. We yes. did it. Uh, guys, food, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys later. Peace out. Peace out. How'd you social Yay. It's okay. here. Okay. <laughs>